Welcome to Expanding Your Faith with Bishop Gregory Godsey and Father Matthew Schnabel. Expanding Your Faith looks at modern faith and spirituality questions, as well as conducts interviews with movers and shakers in different and varied faith traditions. Our broadcast is brought to you by the hardworking staff at the Office of Communications and Media Relations in the Old Catholic Churches International. Stay tuned as we work on expanding your faith. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Expanding Your Faith. I'm Bishop Greg, and joining me today is Luna. Hello. And so we're going to talk a little bit about, um, well, a whole bunch of different things. But first and foremost, uh, we want to ask everyone to keep uh, in your thoughts and prayers those people who uh, have uh, experienced um, loss during the... Um, past couple of days, uh, the tornadoes that hit te- uh, Tennessee and Kentucky in particular. Um, at last count, the state of Kentucky was listing um, somewhere in the neighborhood of 70 people are missing or presumed dead um, after tornadoes leveled several cities in Kentucky. Um, so we want to keep them in our prayers uh, and thoughts tonight as well as to um, uh, give you a reminder to help out with uh, programs like the American Red Cross that's doing a lot of work to bring um, disaster aid and relief to those areas. Um, You can visit um, the American Red Cross's website for opportunities to donate supplies or money to help in the relief efforts. So let's keep them in our thoughts and prayers this evening and do what we can to help out our fellow citizens as they go through um, this tremendous time of loss. Uh, My family, um, my parents, and my brother and sister um, live in Kentucky, not far from where the tornadoes uh, came through. We have spoken to them today and they are doing well uh, considering so we appreciate uh, everyone's thoughts and prayers during this time um, as they pick up pieces Um, we finished college for this semester which is kind of cool and Luna says she's still alive I'm not She says she's not, but... Um, I'm still here, I guess, so... That's that's all that matters, is that you're still here. And we're coming up on uh, Christmas here. Uh, the third Sunday of Advent is tomorrow, uh, for those keeping track, Gaudete Sunday, where we celebrate joy. Uh, Advent being a, a time of preparation, a time of anticipation for the coming of the Christ child at Christmas. And so, this Sunday represents joy. We get to wear rose vestments and the rose candle is lit. And just to kind of remind everyone that uh, this time of anticipation um, uh, is just about over. And... um, 
So that's uh, a wonderful thing to celebrate. Uh, Gaudete Sunday gets its um, name from the first word of the introit to Mass, which is rejoice. And so that's what Gaudete means is rejoice. And so um, we are uh, so happy to be able to uh, celebrate that tomorrow and get ready. Um, for Christmas. And uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe is um, December 12th. It's also the feast day of our jurisdiction as old Catholics and our Franciscan order. Um, the Franciscan order and our uh, old Catholic jurisdiction are under the pa uh, patronage of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Uh, so tomorrow if you tune in for Mass you'll hear uh, La Guadalupana played during Mass. Um, so we hope that you will tune in for that and get to uh, kind of hear that wonderful song too. Um, yes, I believe Jesus was part of the LGBTQIA community. Um, he certainly loved everybody, that's for sure. Um, so uh, there you go. Hey, uh, everyone. So uh, we typically have uh, you now and TikTok uh, participating in our podcast. Uh, unfortunately, there is a ton of trolls on uh, TikTok, which is likely going to get the comments shut off, so they won't get to participate in our podcast tonight. Um, but I do want to address a few things that the trolls are saying, and I'm going to call them out by name. Um, so that this is uh, perpetual knowledge on the podcast of who they were and what they did um, because I think it's so wonderful that they are so hateful and bigoted um, so John Stanley 3 says that's why Christians spend so much time on their knees um, uh, because he thinks everything associated with Christianity has to have a sexual connotation um Mango Boy 2 said Jesus didn't exist and it isn't a sin to be gay. Well, you're partially right. We believe Jesus existed, but you're also right that uh, it is not a sin to be gay. Uh, it certainly is not. And Leviticus 18.22 says man shall not lie with boy as with woman. It's a prohibition against pedophilia, not against homosexuality. But I am so surprised today by so many people who would rather support pedophilia than to uh, support homosexuality. It's very dis disconcerting to me um, that people act that way. Um, so let's see here. Um, Yes, there are so many people on TikTok today just to be hateful. Uh, yes, I am an LGBTQIA-friendly priest. Um, I've already come out of the closet, Jay, long time ago. Um, Laudia Christum Ave Maria uh, wanted us to know that I am um, a heretic. Uh, let's see. 
So why do John Stanley three? So why do so many priests take their altar boys to bed then? Um, well, you're speaking about Roman Catholic priests. Old Catholic priests um, don't do that. We actually lock up pedophiles and uh, report people like John Stanley three for pedophilia. Uh, Luke Thomas wants us to know. Luke Thomas three five two wants us to know it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, which is a horrible misunderstanding of Genesis 1 through 3. Um, so, there you go. Um, that flag behind me is the progressive pride flag. Uh, so, there you go. Um, no, John, uh, J-A-W-N-Y-D, Leviticus 18.22, the word Zachar in that context means boy, has for years, um, centuries. In fact, rabbis know that um, as far back as the beginning of history. Um, and a bunch of people want us to know that Kyle Rittenhouse is an uh, American hero. He's not. He's a murderer. But, um, you know, there you have it. So, my church didn't betray any children because I'm not under the Vatican. I'm old Catholic, not Roman Catholic. How many times do I have to say that? Uh, let's see. I am in South Carolina slash Georgia area. Again, uh, Bob Norman 83 for those listening to the podcast, want to know, how do you stand by the Catholic Church after all the harm they've caused gays, children, uh, by people of color? Um, that's the Roman Catholic Church. The old Catholic Church fully supports LGBTQIA individuals, protects children from pedophiles, and supports people of color all over the board. So, there you go. Uh, so, we're getting a lot of hate today. Uh, someone using a the N-word as their username called me a heretic. Colby, Coley B. wants to know if I believe the Bible supports the death penalty. No, I do not believe the Bible supports um, the death penalty. Um, I guess so, uh, Taylor. Uh, we're not old school Catholics. We're old Catholic. It's a denomination. Learn something. Um... So, okay, John Stanley, I'm tired of your bigotry. Um, goodbye, Tony London. So, the old Catholic Church started in 1122, and the Roman Catholic Church broke away from us. We have married clergy, female clergy, LGBTQIA clergy. We're not under the authority of the Pope. And we don't deny anyone the sacraments. That is the difference, Bob Norman.
Um, so there you go. Yeah, the whole part about eye for an eye can be left up for interpretation. And um, I personally tend to interpret that Jesus was trying to say that's not how we should live anymore as an eye for an eye. And so Stephen says, "Go." Stephen McCarthy Four says, "Go tell people that the rest of us think you're both full of shit." Okay, wonderful. Thank you, Stephen. Because Old Catholic is our denomination, just like Roman Catholic is a denomination, just like Greek Orthodox is a is a denomination, and okay. So, you're getting kind of a taste, my podcast listeners, of some of the wonderful comments we get on um, TikTok from people who do not know anything better. Um, Where did old Catholics branch from? The Roman Catholic Church broke away from us. We were part of the unified Catholic Church until 1122 when they broke away from us. Uh, yes, you could take the sacraments in the old Catholic Church. Yes, Our podcast is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, a bunch of different places. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. I found the old Catholic Church uh, by searching around for it. Um, back in the days when I first... Uh, start looking for a church that was more progressive, something away from the Roman church, I um, uh, found them through the internet. Uh, various denominations and jurisdictions. So um, so our podcast is called Expanding Your Faith, and you can find us um, on uh, any of your favorite podcast uh, apps. And anyone can take the sacraments um, in the Old Catholic Church, yes. As Wren says, the Old Catholic Church is also more accepting and works better with other faith groups. Uh, we tend to be very ecumenical uh, in working with others. So um, we find that it is better to work with others than to, um, you know be opposed to them. You can find uh, an old Catholic directory and uh, links to our Mass online uh, by going to our um, link tree here in my profile uh, on everywhere. And you can um, then uh, visit our Mass um, um, or find an old Catholic church near you. Thank you, little Sonny D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, good. So, um, we've read a little bit of the comments that we get here on 
uh, TikTok to you guys on our podcast so that you can kind of get to see what um, we have to go through on a regular basis uh, from people who don't know how to treat people right. Um, Yes. So I saw, this is old news, this is from last year, I think everyone missed it, but in Minnesota, there was a small town that had a church that had been for sale for a while, Mm -hmm. and it got bought Mm -hmm. by a group they call, a group that calls themselves the Ashtrew Folk Assembly. Come closer. The Astro Folk Ascendant. Okay. And so it is a. It is essentially a. Nordic, a, a Nordic practicing religious group. Mm-hmm. They sort of believe in the old Nordic rituals and stuff like that. And they became America's last all white church where they absolutely will not let anyone of color in, and they promote that. And some people may say that there are churches, other churches like that still, but this one actually has legal sanctuary to be able to do that, because they had to have the rights by the city and everything to do what they do there. And when they did that, they had to pitch who they are, and that was part of their pitch, was that they are there to protect their people from, you know, both. And so... Well, and as Rin says, the AFA is a white supremacist front, so... They are. So they, um... So I watched an interesting documentary about them the other day. Um, they don't really do anything right, basically, as a religious group. They, they're pro-Christian, but... That is nothing. That is that has nothing to do with their religious theology. So it's like they're a bunch of evangelicals under the guise of Nordic practices, mm. and they believe in the old Scandinavian white people are ultimate and this fierce sort of like symbolism for their group, but. It's all under the. It's all a guise for their white supremacy. And, and and Ren says most heathens have signed Declaration One Twenty Seven against them, so yeah. they're not really even part of no. the Nordic traditions. They're just using the name, co-opting the name. Yeah, I watched one of their services. It had. It's a Roman service almost. That's sad. It has nothing to do with. So I thought it was interesting because the town has come out, um, not recently, this was last year still, but it kind of got dug in with all the COVID shit. Um, The town came out and tried to clear its name, that they weren't racist. We can't be a racist town just because we let this group have a church and we give them all these faculties as a state. 
because telling them they couldn't do it would cause a bunch of legal battles because it's their religious belief. And Ren says, yet we still get lumped in with them because they have co-opted our name and symbols. And that's what uh, Tree is saying as well. Not all Norse pagans are white supremacists. I have a few close friends that are old Norse great folk. And that's very true. Oh, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're not saying that they are white yeah. supremacists, but yeah. this group co-opted their symbols and their names and stuff like that to try to make themselves seem legitimate even though they're a white supremacist group and they they're not. Like, they like they they take Nordic history and Nordic belief and they twist it to support racism essentially. The whole the, the Scandinavian That's not true, Kristen. Paganism was not originally white supremacy. In fact, in pagan circles there were a lot um, of people of color involved in paganism from very early on. So, that is a misnomer. It's a, a fallacy in historical teachings about paganism. Um, that's just not true. So, I'm still getting a lot of questions, and I'll go ahead and answer them in lump. What you all can't see on the podcast is behind me is a progressive pride flag, which has all the colors of the LGBTQIA community. It has a um, uh, triangle that has black and brown in it, uh, blue, pink, and white as well. The black and the brown stand for people of color who are killed at a higher rate than any others in the LGBTQIA community. Um, and the blue, pink, and white are for um, those trans individuals in our community. And uh, to be very clear, the flag itself is not against the Bible. Being gay, being uh, LGBTQIA is not against the Bible. Um, it's only against uh, the English mistranslation of the Bible. The original Hebrew and Greek do not support um, uh, any kind of prohibition against being LGBTQIA. Um, so uh, that hopefully will clear up uh, any misconceptions that we have during the podcast about... Um, the flag, hopefully, my hope. Uh, I do like what Warrior has said. Uh, also, Norse pagans, especially the ones on TikTok, are some of the first people to defend indigenous people. And I agree completely. I see so many uh, Norse pagans coming to the defense of indigenous people. Wren is one of them. Um, so, it is... Um, it is amazing and phenomenal the amount of work the Norse pagan community is doing to be um, open and affirming to everyone. Uh, hello, Casper. Um, and yes, that's true. So, um, wow, that was a lot of 
long talk about that subject. Uh, <laughs> no, that's all right. So anyway, um, because Norse pagans have been through similar struggles of how colonization negatively affects. Yes, uh, it, that's very true. That's very true. So um, there was another topic I wanted to discuss, and I can't remember what it is now because <laughs> it just went whew, right out of my head uh, when we took a left turn there, um, which is, of course, the whole concept of the podcast about nothing lately uh, is to leave it open for these kinds of discussions to just crop up. Um, but, um, yeah. So, uh, one of the things I did want to mention, too, uh, and I know I harp on this a lot, but it's so vitally important, and that is that uh, we work to get everyone vaccinated. Not just vaccinated, but boosted as well. Um, so, three shots, uh, because... Uh, the Omicron variation uh, mutation that has come out um, from COVID, it, the uh, vaccination with booster is shown to be 75% effective against Omicron. Omicron is very virulent and highly contagious, so it is important that we get as many people vaccinated as we can um, because we want people to live you know, um, I know it seems uh, the misinformation out there is that uh, we want everybody vaccinated so they can uh, die or something. And that's just not the case. We, we want people to live. So uh, get your vaccinations. Continue to socially distance. Continue to wear masks. It is so vitally important that we... Um, uh, protect ourselves, our loved ones, our families from the, this horrible disease and pray and hope that uh, through these processes that we'll eventually be without it, uh, that we won't have COVID anymore, or that at least gets to the point where we don't have to uh, worry about dying from it. So uh, that's our hope and prayer. Um, so... Uh, there you have it. Uh, what else are we going to talk about, Luna? What? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, that was like uh, the big thing that I saw. That was like, whoa. Um, we talked about it before we got on, but there was that thing in Kentucky. Yeah, the tornado in Kentucky. We talked about that. So with that, uh, I think that we have pretty much covered everything this week that we can. So we're not going to continue just sitting here. So we'll um, have more for you next week when you join us again for the podcast. Until then, you can check us out on facebook.com forward slash expanding your faith or your favorite podcast app, Apple, Spotify, and various others. Uh, look for expanding your faith. Until next week, 
keep shining bright, my friends, and join us again when we once again attempt to expand your faith. God bless.